Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're joined by Michael Brooks and Chris Martin out of Arizona. They are social equity applicants. We're going to get into their social equity program right now. So, Chris and Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Mickey and Tom, what's up? Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. On. Glad to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, we're glad to talk with you because this is going to be a hot topic coming into the spring and summer of 2021. What is social equity in Arizona? Well, from my understanding, social equity didn't even exist until this prop. And even <laughs> after this prop, I'm not sure it does. So uh, we're all running, we're all kind of running around like we did back in uh, 2010 with our heads cut off, trying to figure out exactly what that means for us in our state. So um, the last lawyer I talked to was uh, Sonia Martinez, a, a well-known attorney here in Arizona. She does more family stuff, but she's always had her head and her hand involved in the cannabis side. Um, she thinks it's going to get worse before it gets better just because we don't have the program lined out and the ones who are in charge of getting it lined out just uh, don't have that track record known. So we're hoping for the best out here. We, I'm, I'm excited because I'm in line with Michael ready to, to apply today. Exactly. I'm definitely excited myself. And it's it just sucks that like social equity gets brought up within the actual proposition, but it's not even figured out yet. Even right now, for instance, we're just like, I have investors that's just like, so what do we do? And it's like, well, I don't know because they're kind of writing it as they go. And that's the same thing they kind of did with Prop 203 as well. So. so so, you have the social equity written into the law, but there's no plan for it pretty much. From my understanding, by July, they should have something written out and we can start moving forward with it. Yeah. But with our experience here in 2010, we went medically legal and didn't have a dispensary until 13. So, yeah. you know, we're oh, kinda, I was going to hold my breath, but I'm getting old. Man. <laughs> might not Very get up after this. <laughs> but that's that's exactly how they've done it. And so Prop 207, I mean, they contemplate these social equity licenses. And right now I'm getting contacted by a lot of teams trying to get that early applicant license. Now, like, that's one of the problems that I tell them, like, all right, so we need all three pieces of real estate and you need the half a million dollars in the bank account. Is that going to be a similar thing for the social equity license? Is it going to be completely vertically integrated plus the capital requirements? 
just like it's a regular license, except they're going to give you brownie points to get into the lottery. <laughs> if you happen to fall within one of the aspects of social equity. Now, like the, the real funny thing is they're like, we're going to do this social equity license round. They don't define social equity. Yeah, you know, it, doesn't that sound familiar? A lot like the expungement, you know. I feel oh. like I feel like they were baiters for the voters. You know, if, if yeah. you read about social equity and you read about expungement, then hell yeah, we're all going to get really excited about it. But if you know the history in Arizona, we've never even offered expungement in the state. So to trick, trick people with a vote of hey, we're going to get expungement—that's awesome. Um, but we don't even honor it here in Arizona, so they're going to have to write that out, too, and figure yeah. it out. And from my understanding, it looks like it's only going to be for an ounce or less. So any of us Jeez. caregivers that were actually growing medicine doesn't even apply anyway. Yeah, yeah, part of the old scene, the old guard. And that would be, you would think, be part of the social equity. Like, hey, you stood up for this plant. You did something for our state during a time when we could have, which they did. They threw your ass in jail, man. So, like. Hey, we owe you one. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, man. Out here, it's kind of a, well, I'm sure everywhere, but here it rears its head often. It's the political side, you know, because who the authors are of this Prop 207, it, it causes this bottleneck, you know what I mean? So you got dispensary owners that are the, the authors of the bill, so they're only going to write it to benefit them and their monopoly. Yeah. And guys like me that have brands and products and things that we've been doing out here since before dispensers were even a plan, yeah. they don't carry us on their shelves now. They won't even, we have to go out and open up our own retail stores and oh, do it yeah. ourselves. You know what I mean? And where do we fall? Right back into the gray operating area again. All because why? We're the ones who wanted to take the hits first. I, it right. just makes no sense. Yeah, what? Prohibitionists. Yeah. And I imagine yeah, Michael. Okay. Because you were talking about um, how your investors are asking you about, like, hey, what the fuck? And, like, uh, you have it. So, like, Chris has the brand already. You're trying to get your foot in the goddamn door and be like, yo, exactly. we're here. But the, the, that's the problem with this process the, 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 for legalization. It, it doesn't – we're all under the impression that once a rule passes, we're good to go. <laughs> and it's not like that. And just no. like Chris, I was rated myself, too. So now I got blockades put it on me as well so it's mm -hmm. like what do we sit back and do we just sit here and watch the lies just getting spewed to us and false hopes well i think it yeah. starts i think honestly it starts with shows just like this because look if we don't pay attention to the states next door that blow this stuff up before us then why do we yeah. follow that path i mean i i have a store in california i know what prop 64 is done i lived in oregon i've seen washington that's right. why I'm the dude in Arizona screaming for 10 years not to do it that way. We've right. just got to get in front of this movement because, look, each state's doing the same thing, passing this bullshit legislation to make a bunch of money off the top and screw the bottom feeder. Yeah. And it's sickening. And shows like this are the way it gets out there and we get in front of it. So first off, thank you, Thomas and M Michael for, or Miguel for even having us on and letting us, letting us yell and bitch about it. Exactly. Well, yeah, but I mean, much. it's important because, like, you, I look at the the each state that I go to, I'll look at its laws and be like, how's its licensing set up in case I need to help a, a team get a license? And then I look at Arizona's and I'm like, this is stupid. 
And um, I'm sure like the application cost in and of itself will be like, yeah, but the application doesn't look near as complex as the application in Illinois. So your fees might be a little bit lower. Of course, if this was Illinois, I wouldn't say put $500,000 in a gosh darn bank account. And then by the way, you need three pieces of real estate so that you can have every aspect of this you know, application. So there's trade-offs like that. And, and how many people live in Arizona? Whew. What are we? Uh, we're the fifth largest city in the it's, country. It's like seven to eight growing million. city, still yeah, growing. Yeah, it's like Rapid. seven to eight million people, one hundred and twenty-five or six operators, license holders. Plus, it looks like there's going to be another six to ten with the early window for those couple, you know, just really remote areas where they don't have two dispensaries. But then twenty-six more licenses. You're talking at the end of the day, hundred and fifty businesses control the entire Arizona cannabis market. Yeah. Well, from well, my understanding, I don't even think that 26 license number is a real number. What I'm hearing is that some of the licenses that are in default or that aren't in operation will be re-released, that it's not even going to be a real round number of that many. That, that That's a, a an, you know, kind of ambitious number from what I'm hearing. So, you know, there's a lot of talk throughout the, the grapevine here, and we mm. we just have a horrible track record with, with doing this in the state. So well, yeah. it's not only the cannabis; it's also just businesses in Arizona. Look how businesses operates. Look how nonprofit businesses operate out here in Arizona. That should tell us right there. What's the what's the standard operating procedure for the Arizona business? Well, honestly, you know, when it comes to the dispensary, most of them out here are registered as nonprofits. But if you get involved with them as a like I own a nonprofit, but I've never yeah. been allowed to even partner with half of these large dispensaries on the nonprofit side because they don't they don't want to back me or my my story. But mm. they'll have their own internal things that they do. Now, the smaller dispensary like Local Joint, that, that's a company that we've been working with here. They're just a small mom and pop place that that have stayed that way that didn't sell didn't go anywhere you know they're, they're really holding it together but do they have contracts do they have like a, a master cultivation and services agreement contract with somebody to grow their product and then uh, go another one with like a producer yeah right now the way they're doing it, it's definitely vertically integrated like that they just didn't have the same space and money that all these big corporations did but yeah that's that's typically how it works you have an operations you know, department running the grow, the kitchen. When we, when I ran mine, we had a 15,000 square foot facility. We put the lab, the kitchen all inside, you know, on site, um, vertically integrated. The, the problem is, is you just can't produce enough. And they knew that they knew that from the beginning with our size and our volume. And, you know, what do they limit the, the flowering canopy to? I mean, if it, if that's what they're doing, do they like say oh, your grow can't be larger than how big? No, that that's not the case at all. Um, the, I mean, I know of sixty acre parcels out there that are popping wow. up. There, there's, there's. I mean, what's Copper State? They're huge. They're they're yeah. probably one of the largest right now. And Tucson just built out the huge one. So I don't think there's a limitation on the flower side of it. Um, it's really mm. the limitation of how much money do you bring to the table. Yeah. And that that's basically that's puts the cap on there right there. Because if your yeah. overhead is that much money to really go that big it's like who has that much money right now 
It's a really they good know, idea. A lot of, I mean, like if you look at a lot of these guys as the operators' numbers, it's a lot of capital raise and it's a lot of debt that they're having. So, like if you look at this and if they, if the Morac passes, I think a lot of the legacy operators in the legal space are probably going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Um, and so they have to simply because like they can't cash flow that debt anymore and all that private equity of like capital raises that they were doing kind of becomes obsolete because now they can actually yeah. go list on the stock market or right. go to a bank. And and so like a lot of those asset holders, I feel bad about. But I'll do a I'll do a video about uh, cannabis stocks later. Yeah, <laughs> that more oh. passes is gonna oh, shake God. things up really bad. You need a couple, more hours, <laughs> yeah. need a couple yeah. more hours for that show. But you know, yeah. your guys' lack of social equity is the bullshit part of this legalization process. Like right now, it's holding Michael back. Like Michael, I could imagine sitting on half a million in property and going, "Fuck." When are we going to start? Like, like you just got to hold on to it and live. Like, how are you expected to? You're, you can't continue on. And this is the yeah, bullshit they part. They know. So they, it's, it's, yeah. They'll hold it out so basically small people like me can fail because our investors yeah. are going to start itching. They're going to get very itchy. And is I got it? to see that firsthand with other companies. Oh, in not, and one other thing I want to touch on, too, with the way they've got it set up here, it just drives for this illegal business model like you were touching on, Tom. Um some of these operators are allowed to rent out these spaces for ungodly amounts of money just to do <laughs> monthly agreements. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I fought here through nine years to get legal and to get on the shelf just to show, dude, hey, look, you can do this. You can go from black market backyard to dispensary shelf rocking it. Anybody can do it. But then when you get there and you realize, oh, shit, 10 grand a month just to pay rent plus my operation. <laughs> Oh, and I'm only a wholesale company with no retail opportunity whatsoever. And, and if I want to get on the shelves of those large dispensaries that have multiple retail spots, they want 15% off the top of my wholesale price. So yep. you end because, up losing money. Hey, do you want legal. shelf space? Do you want shelf space? Because then they got some other guy that'll try it. <laughs> yep. I mean, oh, yeah. You, you don't want to do it? Cool. The next chocolate yeah. bar company is automated right next to you, and he'll do it. It sounds right. like a lawsuit for me if you have the right lawyers. There's a lot of extortion going on. Sounds like take me back to the black market. <laughs> it's, it's, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of deal making and, and price fixing to a certain extent. But that really yeah. – and then again, like you said, like they have to operate as nonprofits. It's pretty easy to operate as a nonprofit, as a cannabis dispensary, because you really don't want to turn a profit. That shit has to go to the federal government, you know? Right. You know, you're going to get back their actual yeah. LLC as a holding company or – whatever company you want to state it as. That's right. And then like you see, like Chris, you know, you could set up uh, an IP holding company and you can enter into some licensing agreements with uh, the Zonka brand, like in Oklahoma or something. So you can get some and then, and then have retail locations and then tell your people because you have a, you have a, a reach on social media. You could be like, go there, buy this. Well, and that's what we started doing. Honestly, I flew out to Michigan in July last summer and we're working on a licensing agreement with a company out there. I flew to California Northern up in Santa Rosa talking with a company about doing mm. uh, contract manufacturing. Yep. You know, I mean, I put the work in. We've got the brand and the product. I'm not worried yeah. about that. Now it's all about just getting it in the market, getting it out there to where it's going to go. And I don't have to work that hard to make that happen anymore, honestly, just because of the story, because of what we got pushing behind us and because the quality of the product. Even though it costs the millions of dollars to get all the testing done, we still compete with the big dogs. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. some, there's something to say about that. Like you said, with these legacy brands that are going to 
go away as this continues to go down the road. Brands like mine are going to flourish because of that. They really are. If we can hang yeah. on, if we can just fight <laughs> and keep building our market, you know, people right. really like that artisan craft, handmade, small batch product. That at the end of the day, they still like always quality. wins. They There's no competition, like Chris. There's no competition. That's why I love you as a mentor for that right there. <laughs> There's no cool. competition. Your pool of an audience continues to grow on, on, a, on a weekly basis. And so, like, as long as you continue to grow those uh, followers on your, your channels with a lot of – because we could talk about the, the stuff that you're hustling for days with the <laughs> brands you have. Because um, you've got a lot of different brands, man. And yeah. so because of that, that allows you to have this network effect that doesn't cost you nothing. You know, you've already built that. That's one of those intangible assets that you don't have to raise capital for. But then what you do need to find out is, all right, this brand X infuser or, or cultivator, because like in Illinois, we're going to have these new license holders come out. So they might have an infusion. Why are they going to buy their product? You see, and they could partner with a brand like yours and then yeah. you kind of coach them on to how to make the product. And then you guys, you guys split the re revenue from that to get that new market. Well, That's thanks. Exciting. Thanks. Thanks for the plug there in Illinois. So anybody listening, <laughs> yeah, available. Like, no, I. But for real though, man, you, you've served the time. You've done. But the thing is, like, the, the the irony, the bullshit of this whole situation is, you're not getting that respect in your own freaking state. Like, like the this man, billion billion bro. dollar goddamn industry. After yeah. you served time, we're sick. You know, like the the, the institution, like, like. I'm so upset that the more act, this shit going on. But it's okay. It's okay, Miggy. It's a very, we're three minutes out from it you being know somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no, I mean, part of the reason with doing the multiple brands like that really was insanity. No, I mean, it, it was honestly because when you're looking at that much time or any time at all, yeah. all I can think about is wife and kids. How do I take care of them? And if I separate the brands, then I know she could do more more have more opportunity if i'm not here or i don't come back then she's got more opportunity to do separate situations with anything what i didn't think about was oh shit you might not go to prison forever you might come home and have to now manage all of this stuff <laughs> and they all might do well yeah. that i didn't think about i really did not consider how difficult that was going to be on our end considering we don't have partners we don't have large pockets with people and investors yeah. and public companies and you know we, we don't have that um in yeah one aspect, the, that's scary another aspect i'm so thankful I'm the, so the, the, the social equity been released from prison for drug crimes um <laughs> lobby isn't that large you know they don't have a lot of money it's because right. like for example they took it all from them as they were prosecuting them <laughs> right, right. right. straight robbed us man. yeah yeah. Robbed us blindly. Hey, they're, hey, they're gonna get away. They're gonna get away with it too. Yeah, even when it goes right. Like, man, it's crazy. Well, this, it, it, that's America, right? Like, like there's a bunch of bullshit that will happen in front of us blatantly. Like, and that's what I'm blatantly. trying to get. Like, the past couple days have been a lot of bullshit, and that's exactly. kind of like, you know, embarrassing. The, the systematic sure. racism, like the shit that went down last in in, in summer. And they're trying to compare it to like actual injustice to actual Amer Americans. The shit that happened this past week is the most un-American thing ever. And then these right. people, like the, the process sucks. I agree. It, but the, the, and it's the great paperwork, right? It's taking us this long to get to where we're at. And, and now we got a chance. That's not going to happen. It's just a chance. 
that we can pass the more act. Like, like we're not fucking done, people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. The Moore Act, it does have a chance of passing. You know, I say we uh, we discussed its chances of passing in a bit because uh, it did just hit 20 past the hour. So I'm going to take a, just a small, just a second. Small break. All right. <laughs> small break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if the Moore Act passes, this is how it's going to happen. Uh, it was 97% for and against in the House, all right? So now they have to reintroduce it in the House and pass that this year because the House goes on break after a year. They're like, guys, we got to go get elected again. They worked for one year. And the Senate, third of the Senate, is going to have it's that same thing here in, in a year. Now, some people, the Democrats, hopefully, are going to be smart, and they're going to be like, we're going to put this marijuana on the ballot of Missouri and anywhere else we can put it to gin up new votes, you know? And then if they do that, that's cool because they could put it on their platform and then hopefully set up for the Senate, maybe not quite voting for it because if it's if it's 97% against and 97% for, in theory, that should come to exactly a 50-50 tie, right? Because there's 50 <laughs> of each one in the Senate for Democrats and Republicans. So let's say one each vote against their party. So it's, you know, it's 49 to one on both. It's 50-50. Then you have to have Kamala Harris cast the, the deciding vote, which would just be amazing. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if it does, it'll look something like that. You know, I this is my take on it. And I, I hate to be negative, Nancy. Maybe it's the six years in prison <laughs> and all the other court time. I don't know. Right. Shit, I don't even get off parole until next month on the 21st. So we're talking. God damn. <laughs> I've watched right. pedophiles get off before me. This is crazy. What? But all my right. take on it is this. You know, we, we back in the older days when I was a kid and we talked about this, we always said that once they got to 50% of the states with legislation that these guys were going to start changing. But then I went to prison. Then I saw what a business prisoners was, you know, a business that prisoners became from going to prison in 1995 versus going to prison in 2015. A 20-year window where when you went the first time, it was about reform, rehabilitate, not going back, getting a job, you know, actually doing something with your life. Now you go in, it's all about how much spice can you smoke, how much cheap heroin's on the yard, and recidivism, recidivism, recidivism. Completely different. But you see the business aspect. Why are they going to change anything when they're getting paid and burning the candle from both ends? Like, I feel you. I, I think it's so obvious that we're even sitting here battling something <laughs> that has <laughs> never controlled well, anyone. But, how know, about our, the deregulation? I mean, again, when it comes to regulation, I have no problem forbidding there to be a private prison industry. No problem with that because there should be no profit margin in crime. And so as soon as you have that heads on beds philosophy and, and a prison is a hotel and it's not a place where you're trying to rehabilitate your population, you have that issue. And so like now, why wouldn't you, if you were the warden, allow drugs in? Because then they're going to get more caught back up. They're going to come back because they have repeated violations. That's the point. So like you're having a hard time getting off papers. You're still freaking on them. You know, it's it, that type of aspect where they just keep you coming back. That's wrong. That's yeah. that's harmful to our society. And so if you're going to regulate something out of existence, like the fucking cannabis plant, maybe what we should be regulating out of existence is privatized prison, you know, well, and not allowing them to structure as real estate investment trusts. 
I mean, that's it's, crazy. It's still privatized. I mean, that's a REIT. And so like they're, they've turned this into a cash flow. No, you have just taken crime and then you've made it fine. And so now- Businessized it. Yeah, yeah, it's a business now. Right. Well, like Michael, how, what, you said you were rated. Was it federal or state? My, I got a felony for my crime, so state. But it, it, was, was, it was yeah, it was state. But okay. they they fucked me. They royally fucked. I mean, they royally right. messed me up. No, uh, yeah, it? yeah. It was. They got me for um, for sales of narcotics, even though it was 0.5 or rosin, and an undercover cop posed as a medical marijuana patient. No, while I'm a, what? While I'm a caregiver. While I'm a caregiver. A caregiver. A caregiver with 0.5 and a setup from a if that <laughs> does not fit the definition of social equity in Arizona by this summer. Arizona's stupid. Just like that's like the textbook definition of social equity in Illinois, where it's this type of thing where you got caught up for possession of cannabis. And then, I mean, it was even conspiring against you. I mean, like this one was just, if you were caught with like a pound, like 500 grams or less in Illinois, which really isn't nothing. Like if you're caught with a pound, that's not nothing. But like, if it was just simple possession, that made you eligible to be a right. social equity. Well, you know, I don't know if that's far enough in my opinion. Like if you were moving weight and then you got caught, uh, maybe then, but then it gets into, well, the violent crimes. It's like people will ask, like what felons are allowed to get in the industry? Usually uh, it depends on the felon. And so, and then also that depends on the state, but uh, if it's a drug crime, usually you're able to get back. If it's been yeah. 10 years, usually you're able to get back. If it was for violence or dishonesty, those are the real felonies you have to watch yeah. out for because they're worried about that product going out the back door yeah. and somebody getting hurt. And I, I can attest to that. I just got my DA approved last month. Congratulations um, on that, brother. I, I had been denied. I, I was yep. denied, and I just kept reapplying every year. Okay, you know what? We're going to keep trying, and I actually got two of them now. Nice. And just unpack DA for the people who are watching at home. A dispensary agent. I now have a there license. You. That means I can go into the dispensary, the grow, or any aspect and work there. Um, yes. That's that's a huge feat for someone in my position who you know was looked frowned upon for being in the industry because of my background so, right um, it's nice that i got denied a year ago i went back i reapplied this year and i, I got approved now what about the social equity aspects because this is arizona we can just make up whatever we want and then tell the <laughs> arizona people to do that you know and so oh, like yeah. i don't i remember the social equity you need to put the money where the people need it and so like yeah. That tax dollar, slice up that tax dollar pie and make sure it's going to these uh, right. programs. And so like Illinois, it's the R3 program. It should be getting funded now. And then these nonprofits should be opening. And a lot of them are going to be like facilitating um, uh, education and training after you get out of prison so that you can go get that job, you know? Right. You know, I'm excited. I, I want to get involved and try to at least get the application process done. The problem is trying to find the answers or the resources to get there. Like <laughs> no one knows anything. You get on the phone and it's, I'll call you back. You know, don't call me. Yeah. I'll call you. There, there's no answers. There's no, I keep hearing things. You, you get, you know, a, a sense of what's going to happen. And it, it doesn't always sound positive. I keep hearing that. <laughs> Not if at you all. do apply, it's got to be, you know, linked through one of the already existing dispensaries or their license mm. and, 
And then even if you do apply and, and you're a part of it, you're really not a part of it. They just use you to get the license. So I, don't know. I hope that's not true. And, and all I can do is go on the track record of what we've seen go down here before and mm. uh, and hope it goes the opposite. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, you guys uh, know your elected reps in the area. And you cut them some checks and go like, oh, <laughs> did you see what I put under this check? But I think find social equity in Virginia. Oh my God, in Arizona. Yeah, I just hope we're not too late to that table. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is the thing because, like Thomas said earlier, social equity is not defined. And, and if these fuckers are going to get away with uh, a law being passed, and then there's no accountability because that's this is America, and we pass rules, right? This is the civilization. This is civil, right? We're not going to. Rush the Capitol. We're going to pass some paperwork that says, hey, this is what we Some need. of us believe in the law. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not going to try to hunt for 11,780 signatures. I'm going to try and <laughs> get them. That's a, I'm that's actually going to try and find them. You know what I'm saying, yeah. though? Like, we have ways to do things. And, and, right. and so, like like Tom was saying, with because unfortunately, though, that way pays a lot of, is a lot of money. Right? It's it just is. money. Right, yep. I've been doing this 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 thing, Chris. I know you because I've been doing the, the background thing of trying to get yep. things legal. As far as I see yep. things, it's the process, the American process. Yes, there is keeping you alive and saying, "Hey, man, let's let's have a chance." And then there's like petitioning and signature gathering, and that's how things get done. And then, and then the right. definition of social equity: what department? Who's in charge of just your guys's uh, weed now? Who's in charge of the the the, the agency? Do you have an agency that's in charge? Yeah, okay. Department of Health Services. Yeah. Right. Department of Health Services. Okay, so we need to find <laughs> the Department of Health Services and figure out how their budget works, and then. <laughs> you know, like, that's the other thing, Michael. Don't remember. Remember, so like once we understand what we want to be that, and your investors are getting itchy, they're like, "Well, when do we when do we do that?" I'm like, "Well, first, there's a small investment. Cut me a check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's not for me. It's it's for this politician over here. And then after that." Doors may open up for us. Right. And that's so yeah. crazy, man. That's so crazy. Just wanting to be a small player in a game, being a small mom and pop shop. For me, being from the industry, you think they would just mm. give me a slice of the pie? Like, look, we know we did you dirty. You tried to right? get in being a caregiver. You did oh, everything legally possible hey, within yourself as a human. All I gotta say is two things: Doug Ducey, Stone Cold Creamery. That's oh, the, my that's gosh. the leader of our state. That's all oh, I can Jesus. say to you. That's how it's been ran. That's how. But see, none of this has made sense anyway. Yeah, but none of this right. makes sense anyways. None of this legalization process, right? No. As far as putting no. people in jail, detaining you, taking your things. It's not about justice and equity. It's about who's getting paid, the right person That's getting right. paid, putting the well, right energies. It just makes sense. Like, look at the dispensaries. They have to pay a tax to these police officers and these sheriffs. So basically, you're under their... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah I get it. Well, I get it. Part yeah. of 207, it said right in it, $45 million off the top, and 207 Jeez. went straight to the police department. Here's your what, special tanks? task. Why, why do I have, why does that have to go there when they already get the asset forfeiture? Yeah. So now you're, you're paying them to come take your shit now. And, like, again, they haven't fully legalized it. Don't they still have possession limits and shit? Oh, and yeah. Don't they still have felonies? It's not like, you know, alcohol where it's totally legal and let me go buy all the vodka. Well, I'll Correct. be back by morning. 
But well, like it's it's different in this sense. So like they might still have felony possession in Arizona, even though they've legalized it, right? Well, that's that's been my my biggest argument. I went to prison because of two o three. Prop 203, being a caregiver in 203, having the allotted amount of plants and then producing more with those plants than I was allotted to have. Mm. This law doesn't change that. So, yeah, you can grow six plants. But what happens when the old lady neighbor cat woman gets pissed off because her house smells like weed, gets your door kicked in, and you got nine yeah. pounds sitting there? You're going to explain to the detective that you grew it on all six plants? And mm. is he going to sit there and go, oh, wait, let me check the law before I ask that forfeit you and yeah. raise your ass? No, <laughs> he's not going to give two shits. They're going to run you through the mill, let you sit in court, and then maybe drop the charges. Maybe give you your shit back. And that's not legal. How no, does not all. trust planning to these nice uh, business people? So if you are operating a cannabis facility and you're worried that you're going to go beyond your license's ability, put it all into a trust quickly. <laughs> so like when they come for your assets, you'll be like, <laughs> my assets, I'm a beneficiary of a trust. I have $4,000 in cash. Here you are. There you go. <laughs> so crazy. And it's sad. Yeah. It's sad that that's how it has to go. I mean, it's the same thing on the hemp side. I trademarked mm. Hempful Farms in 2014, two years after we started doing really well. And I realized, like, oh, man, this is doing really good. We, put, we had our banks. We had everything set up doing legal business. As soon as the farm bill passes, hemp, Hempful Farms bank accounts all get closed. Oh my all God. the processing gets closed because it says hemp in the name. Are you kidding me? Welcome yeah. to America. Like, what are you doing? You they, force, they force you into bullshit business. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But that's why every business's name in America should be Acme Company. <laughs> you know, oh it's like, my God. Give nothing away on your company name, you know, because right. that's going to just people like if you ever try to open a bank account for your business and you should, it's fun, especially in the cannabis industry. They'll yeah. ask you what you do. And that's when you're like, I, I will say emerging agriculture. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I will say uh, we help uh, communities come together over a common good, you know, there and, you go. Uh, it, it's I'm taking no trip uh, now. Right, right, dude. People in the campus face real prosecution. Like, yes. you know, this is the real oppression, right? All the shit you've gone through, uh, the 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 shadow bans, the the I losing a, a ten year account that I had because uh, you know I I don't know what reason. Never social media. They've been really oppressing anything campus related, anything not you know. That's the real oppression. Like people yep. fighting this bullshit. Like you lost the paperwork war. I don't know what what, what the deal is. Like yeah, there's no reason. If you want to rage, yeah. I mean, really, we're getting mad is when uh, when I thought we had a chance is when there was a million pussy hats out there. I was like, oh sweet, this is real people, real mad. Like there's there's they see the real injustice out there. But, but then again, it's just more people fucking like with selfies and shit while yeah. they're there. You know, yeah, like brainwash people, bro. This is yeah. brainwash people. Even look, look at stores. Look at fries. Look at fries, for instance. You can go to the grocery store, and right in the middle of the checkout aisle, there's a little stand full of little one little shotters, the little the little shots, mm. little shots oh, you can buy. Now, if you're not looking as a parent, your kid can go over there and just do that. But there's a problem with cannabis. Right, like, come on. Seriously, seriously, on. there's there's a, a problem with cannabis. Can you freaking believe that? No, there's not. All that alcohol that you have, like just at any 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 whim that you want, get it all. 
Or you know what you need with that bourbon? Let's get you a firearm. You might have to. <laughs> you might have to fill out a form if you don't want to go out back where the loophole provides. You know that gun show, and then I can show you the gun here in my truck. You know? and then, now, if you if you have to fill out that form, you have to incriminate yourself. So that form violates the Fifth Amendment. By the way, is the NRA doing shit about this? No. Why? Not because they're fucking their own dick. You know they're like, yeah. oh, we're we're so about guns. I'm like, oh, but what about the weed? Well, they didn't say anything about the recent siege. No, the Jerry NRA. made the thing. The NRA said nothing about the recent siege. Yeah. Yes. I'm just like, come on. These people aren't there for the betterment of us, the greater good, we the people. Like, like, like there's a point where you have to acknowledge your, your past was fucked up. Like, all this encompassing history. I saw a great uh, 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 TikTok, whatever, meme thing, and this guy was like, look, there's white people, and there's people who just have to be poor and white. Right, the white people are the ones that are gonna call you on your barbecue and all this other shit. And the ones that happen to be born white are the ones who identify with you and know there's this mm -hmm. fucked up issue, this prosecution. Right? Weed's yeah. not legal because or illegal because like there was this great influx of bad shit happening. You know, it's because they thought black people were gonna rape white women and it was gonna turn you into a bat, and Mexicans were gonna come for your children. I don't know. Like, they, yeah. It's the that's same the, MAGA bullshit that's fucking going on now. People believe in all this. Yeah, I think I, I think they realized they couldn't patent a plan. Yeah, that's true. They realized, like, wait a minute, I can't own this. Well, yeah, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Schedule one. Yeah. Schedule I just bought a tree farm. Tree farm. How how blasé! I have this new decorder <laughs> that's going to make this acre of hemp put your tree farms out of business. Mm -hmm. Five minutes later, that body was dropped into a river. A river. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The paper guys, like, yeah. How many Mark my words. words. History is going to repeat itself, guys, especially in Arizona. Once recreational does go hot and people can actually go to these dispensaries, dispensaries are going to do the same thing America did during the hemp revolution. They're about to start forcing people to grow cannabis for them because they cannot mm. keep up with the demand. And well, I'm just going to sit back now. and laugh. They're already there now. Because then at least they'd actually have license types for you guys. It's like, so I, I can grow this and you can sell it at your store. Sure, fine. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> right? But then like the cultivation, so like depending on what state you're in, it's like, you know, you need to have enough supply. And then you also don't want this illicit market going on. Right. Well, some people just really love growing weed. You should probably license them. And, uh, and then once you've done that, there's really not going to be any illicit supply and, and probably the quality will go up too. Cause I just don't think you're supposed to, I don't think you're supposed to be flowering a 10,000 square foot room. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, can you imagine yeah. going people buying weed seeds? <laughs> I'm just man, saying, yes. like daffodils, yes. weed seeds. All right, man. I mean, you can buy it. You know, we'll get you off. Like, what's the uh, uh, magnolias or whatever? Um, yeah, stuff out there. You can do that. I'll get you. Like, I'm not going to throw all the effort. Like, I just like weed. <laughs> you know? There's many herbs that do different sedative things to you. Yeah, man. <laughs> and yeah, like, that are legal. Nutmeg used to be a prison drug. And yeah, so, right. like Malcolm X, when he was in prison, uh, got buzzed on some nutmeg. So, like, you know, if you, it's not that much. It's like a gram or something. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you eat a gram of nutmeg, you'll have a big, fuzzy, kind of drunk buzz. <laughs> and if you're just burning days. Yeah. Well, I have this question, and maybe I can ask you guys. I posted it on my Facebook. Chris, you might have saw it. But I, I basically made a question to all my followers on Facebook, just asking them at the time prohibition was going on for alcohol. What about if they kept alcohol illegal 
and they legalized cannabis instead. I think that personally would have like destroyed the prison industrial complex in my eyes. It would have shook things up for sure. It would have changed it. I, you know, I think even now with, with cannabis going legal the way it has, I like to tell people, you know, I had the luxury of going to prison in two different decades. When I went down the first time, it was really about reform. I mean, you had classes, you had programs, you had work. You couldn't deviate from structure. If you did, you lost good time. Like, I mean, there was, there was structure. Now yeah. you go to prison and you're stuck in a warehouse fighting over five toilets. And God there's damn. no program. There's no. There's more heroin on the yard than I've ever seen in my life before. Um, honestly, I think I think there, there's something to it because mm. now they've learned that they can't just fill the jails and prisons with potheads. In Arizona, they filled yeah. it with illegals. When I went to prison this time, it was sixty percent illegal. I've never seen anything like it. Like mm. um, normally, illegal aliens that came over the border, they had their own prison they have their own uh, own area but now because i to me it's a money maker arizona's got a law in the books where the prisons have to be 95 percent full well if they don't fill those beds then they sue the state the oc sues the state who's gonna make sure those beds are full well they can't fill them with potheads anymore because we're all getting legal and the Cops don't even want to waste their time on it. When I went into prison this time, I saw exactly what they did. They they changed it to where it's not this low-lying fruit anymore. It was 60% illegal uh, alien. I was I was just kind of blown away. You could see the transition in the business model if you're paying attention. That's it's probably why they're losing their paperwork. Like, oh, shit, we just lost another paperwork. You, you can stay another year. No one's yeah. going to miss you. It, you it, makes, it makes money. Yeah, it's filling that bed space. It definitely makes money and they're undocumented. And it kind of scares me in that sense, because you have an undocumented citizen that's just in a prison. Who's to say that they're not taking them down to some weird science center in a building doing some weird ass tests on these people, then sending them back into society? (laughs) Due process rights. See, just just you're just incarcerated. Why don't they deport you? You know, they because they they, you're a meal ticket. You're they've literally turned you into a dollar sign. Well, and also where is most of the heroin made? It's not made in Texas. Mm. When well, it, who who controls that drug trade? Yeah. So when Cartel. you're in prison, where's that coming from? Mm. They're not going to lose that window of money. That's mm. still a window of money and opportunity and recidivism causing problems. You know what I mean? Come so, on, Chris. They, yeah. they know what's yeah, going on. But it really sounds know like social equity could be out there, really, because that's a very <laughs> inequitable system. That they have set up and that they are perpetuating. Now, look, I oh, mean, yeah, that right. one could continue to become more inequitable because they'll be like, look, we'll just do all this nice stuff with weed over here. And then they'll think we're good people. And then we'll just keep arresting all the Mexicans. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Well, that's yep. Arizona, too. That's a low-hanging fruit in Arizona, you know. Uh, um Especially when we had our pile out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, well, oh, fair enough. No more? Uh, Arizona used to be Arizona used to be Mexico, so I get it. <laughs> but, but like you know, when I when I was out there, like the drug trade, um, I was there before uh, medical, and yep. it was easier for me to find coke at a bar than it was for me to find weed, and that was yep. because weed was the biggest uh, revenue maker for the cartels. Absolutely. Like it, you know, more people are willing to carry pounds of weed on their backpack than they are fucking ten pounds of cocaine. Yeah, just for the simple fact of the danger of the drug itself, and less you know, time. Yeah, yeah, period. There we go. Just be serious. Yeah. That's OG Zonka. Keep it real. Yeah. But, like, 
and that was the big thing about in Arizona was like the weed went out all the time. I yeah. paid three hundred dollars for a goddamn eighth of fire weed one time, just an eighth, an eighth, because I haven't smoked good weed in like two years. And it was from Cali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. Like, and this is again before the medical time. So like, mm-hmm. you know, people were uh, petitioning and uh, marching and asking for the change, which did eventually happen. But when I was there beforehand, the the, the cartels took over. They ran the the, the pri- they had the money. You know, right? They own the police, the, the local agency, mm-hmm. uh, homeless people. I know spots in Tucson where they were the, the the heroin delivery drop-offs, right? It was easier to find that kind of shit locally than it was for me just to find weed. Yep. I thought it was the weirdest fucking thing. That's because there's so much money behind it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you did find weed, it was usually bricked up, smelled like ammonia yep. or pepper, oh, and been sitting in a dumpster for a year. At least, like, at least it was November. If it was November, <laughs> it might have been real easy yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- th- yeah, it's just it's it's sad to see how politicized how how it turns into a business, and I mean it, it's going to get exploited. The plant's going to get exploited. Yeah. We all see it. There's no no stopping mm-hmm. it. The number one thing I think it is is just making sure that the access is there for everyone. Um, yes. that's my number one goal here, whether I'm legal, illegal, black market, straight market, whatever it, I don't care if, if I take RSO and I drive it up the hill and give it to somebody it has nothing to do with business. It's all because I give a shit about people. And that's what all this boils down to at the end of the day, whether it be social equity, whether it be, you know, expungement, we all got to start giving a shit about people as humans. And, yes. and we, we start seeing each other's numbers and business and, and mm-hmm. figures and, and look where we've ended up. It's it's, yep. it's sad. Going, We're complete going, like conspiracy batshit crazy <laughs> lunatic stuff. <laughs> I need it all. You know, I want to be at the top of the pyramid. No, there's no top of the pyramid. And you would think like politically, for instance, me being in Arizona. This is why I haven't left Arizona because Arizona is that state. They're gonna let everybody else hop on the bandwagon first, and they're gonna sit back and watch you, just like Prop Two Hundred Three. They're gonna sit back and watch. But it's like if you're watching, you should be learning from the other states' mistakes. You yeah. shouldn't be adding to it and making it even worse. That's kind of dumb in my like. That's that's really dumb to me. Well, yeah, and I feel yeah. like there, another reason we haven't left is because I, the state has such an opportunity to get this right to yeah. not make these mistakes. And there's such great opportunity here. It's just the people yeah. at the helm. It's the people at the helm that have the control. That that's yep. The that's there. all it is. It's the mafia, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, you know, Arizona should look to Florida because, like, the same market, right? Asian people, retirees, people who, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember living in, in Tucson, and, man, I've seen more leather old people in my life. I was like, what? <laughs> like, white people just stay in the sun all day? Like, that's true. <laughs> you know, Florida and Arizona have very similar marijuana regulatory structures. And so, like, don't look to Florida for how to regulate the plant. It'd be great. No. But then you can't like everybody who's got a license is like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And so like, you know, but you're trying to open up more licenses. And so it gets more difficult in that respect. And then my biggest question, and maybe as an attorney, you can answer. Why can't we just what's stopping someone, an entity, people, money, whatever. What's stopping us from filing a, a suit against the federal government? 
for all of this being a crime against humanity. Put it oh, in uh, jail yeah. for profit. Uh, like, I understand money's one. What, who can fund something well, like that against the government? They, they that's been the going on for 50 years. And so Normal as, a, as an organization right. has essentially been funding the best version of that that we have according to our rights. And it has just been completely frustrated in the courts for 50 years. Yeah. But they are fighting that to the best that they can. It's simply that the way that our stuff has been made and these laws and then the, the, the power that Congress has to regulate commerce. And then there's line drawing and judges hate line drawing, at least in this country. So like judges are supposed mm -hmm. to kind of like turn a blind eye to those types of legislative facts. So like mm -hmm. marijuana <laughs> equals heroin. So like they aren't really supposed to dig too much into that, which, again... It really effing sucks because then you have laws like this that stay on the books for decades. And it's like, well, not only is that wrong, it's terribly wrong. And how come it's not being fixed? Well, because yeah. the judiciary believes it's a political question. On top of if the it was a political judges, question, wouldn't it change more than not? You know, like if right. it doesn't seem like it's a political question, it seems like it's a criminal question. Yes. You yeah. know, but you can't. It's you can't attempted, right? Oh, so yeah. you go ahead. Oh, no, you can, brother. I was just saying, but it's been attempted. You guys familiar with the, the Alexis Portelli case? Uh, yes. Alexis. And so, I mean, yes. you know, she, they had that conjoined lawsuit where it's because she couldn't travel with her medicine. And I don't right. know what the NFL player's uh, defense or argument was in the, uh, the other person. There was three different people, veteran. All three of them had a case towards why this is like injustice. And they got there, but then it wasn't hurt. Like, that's, right. that's it right there. When you have, well, have that power to push that threshold, that's... Well, I mean, there's there's so much evidence, like with with uh, uh, Weldon Angelos, with his case. You know, the judge had to sentence him to his minimum mandatory in his case, and it was like, I don't know, what sixty years, ninety. Some ridiculous, yeah. Something crazy, but the judge felt so bad and realized that it was so wrong. He stepped down. He lobbied to get him out of jail. I mean, isn't that enough right there? Like, even the judge knows he made a fucked up decision. Like, I'm wrong. Let this dude out. I mean, that one case alone, just that action right there should have freed everybody. Exactly. It's accountability at the end of the day. And a yeah. lot of people try to, def like, they try to defend themselves against medical marijuana by using propaganda from the early 50s. You can't do that. We have facts. Right. We have evidence. Right. You can't denounce that at all. You can't denounce this, this little kid with epilepsy and his seizures completely stop versus mm. when he's taking that pill. It just makes the seizure twenty times worse, and he has other ailments now from taking the pill. You can't, you can't do that. But we need more research. Of course, <laughs> of course, definitely, we need way more research. Yeah, yeah but you, then they they'll take a schedule two and drop it to schedule three without anyone <laughs> even knowing about it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, it it's it's co a complete bullshit canard, and like it's terrible that they the people that are regulating the stuff don't care about it, and the people that need it then tell the people that are regulating it, hey, you, you need to fix this. And then so slowly things have been getting fixed. It'd be great. And I'm going to start telling this to all my uh, legislative friends. Go smoke weed, bitch. Uh -oh. Seriously. <laughs> hey, go smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a check out to you because you're running for something, right? I, okay. Hey, you smoking right. weed yet? <laughs> nope. Those are the only, those are the only legislature I talked to. We had a, uh, yeah. Cynthia Estrella come into my shop and she comes in, she's in a business suit, very professional, has her PR person with her. We shake hands. She's telling me about her platform and she pulled out a joint. And I was like, 
sold. I'm going to get you another check. How much were you short on that campaign? Right. It's a life and death issue, though. This, you know, a lot of people think it's like this bullshit childish issue, but this is life and death. This is livelihoods, right? Like, like Michael, you know, you can have a taste of what Chris has gotten. You know, unfortunately, he. You don't you don't have to go as long to jail for him if you could just they just pass the social equity line you know like let you get a license let you be a part be a, a participating citizen you know this this shit's all or, fucked or, up. or at least make it make it to where it's not so ambiguous that everyone understands yeah. how to do it where to go what the stipulations of course. are I'm still hearing that even with these licenses you're still gonna have to have six figures in the bank now yep. how does that make sense when yep. you've been I got raided for two million bucks you think I ever got that shit back. Yeah, not have that kind of capital in the bank now. Like that's right. Oh, that's a big problem that I have with Arizona's bill, or now it's their law. They need a bill. They need a legislature to have something, and, and you know, call it like the Adequate Supply Arizona Act. You know, it's like, guys, this is how much we we need. These are how many people are growing. We kind of know where they're at. Uh, go get them these licenses, and then and then you know have those types of licenses that are actually available, so they don't have to post all these types of crazy uh, bonds in the tune of five hundred thousand, yeah. and have all three pieces of real estate. It's like maybe they just want to grow, maybe well, they just want to process, maybe they want to retail. You know? They've made the red tape so difficult here now that dispensaries won't even deal with caregivers. They won't. Not at all. It, it's too hard of a process for them to get the Damn. meds into the store and certified through the state that the dispensaries don't even want to deal with it. They're like, you know what? Even if they're out of flour, they don't want to deal with it. That's how hard Not at all. state has worked to cut caregivers out of here. But that's so easy to fix. I mean, this is like something they're talking about doing in Pennsylvania. All these caregivers and legacy growers that are out there or other people that want to get into the industry they can but then they sell to a network you know then so like the stuff gets tested and then it gets kicked back to you it's like no you failed that test you're like oh maybe i should do something else with my life (laughs) and then you know if it if it goes well and then it's like oh awesome you know and then you could start working on your brand or your genetics or whatever that you have and then see if you can build and then have a tiered system of licenses so it's like all right now you're you're clear yep. for 100 plants. That'd be like your intro license, 100 plants. Oh, now you've unlocked 500 plants. Now you can go up to 1,000. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why the fuck aren't we doing it that way? You know? Exactly. The exactly. state that was as close that's to that. That's how you get the unconditional market. You become now uh, uh, just a, a regular entity of, of, of capitalism, which is not always horrible. No, not at all. Look how California first well, came. Well, still California's limited, though, per county and per... I'm well, not. that's what we did here. That's oh. exactly what happened with 207. Now we've got Gilbert voting it that it's cannabis is going to be illegal, just like exactly. California did. You know, like it's crazy. I, I, just, I don't, I don't understand how that that didn't I'm, catch anyone's eye. As we were I just want to know what happened, like with Prop 215, no, for instance. Your guys' social encompass encompassed like every every present player. Whoa. Oh, what happened? I don't know. Sometimes when we're live, the internet likes to screw up, especially when we're talking about social justice and cannabis (laughs) and stuff that the the people in power are like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're kind of frozen, man. His his washer must have changed cycles. At least he's smiling. <laughs> True. Michael and Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we go? Chris, where can we go to find and follow what you guys got going on at Hempful Farms? 
Oh, man, go to hempfulfarms.com. We got all kinds of links on there. We'll have our new uh, season three of Haters Make Me Famous podcast coming up here real soon. And uh, lots of new stuff happening. We're going to be launching in a couple new states here pretty soon, too. Nice. Dope. And, Michael, where can we go and find and follow what you guys got going on at, what is it, Hemp Nomad Farms? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You can follow me on Instagram at hempnomad underscore. They took my original Instagram. I don't know what happened <laughs> with that. You know, I was almost at 10K. They made me restart, but <laughs> hempnomad underscore. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us Thank again. You. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Wednesday with Dr. Ethan Russo. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks.